Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Here's my story, it's sad but true. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. So today's Christian Car Guy show is binding and loosing Isaiah style. <laughs> so I know you're wondering, no, Isaiah did not have duct tape, nor did he have bailing wire. Uh, they hadn't been invented yet. And when they had to work on their wagons, I really don't know what they used. But today's show is clearly binding and loosing Isaiah style. And so... You may note that my intros are usually a, a sort of a puzzle on what God has been showing me this week and what I get to share with you. And it's actually a way for me to worship. As as I put these together, it, it, it's really, really fun. So let me decode a little bit of that for you. So you may have noticed that that very first song was by Dion. It used to be one of my favorites because it was Run Around Sue. Now, in my own personal life, my very first three girlfriends were all named Sue. You guessed it. And no, none of them were a boy named Sue, but they were all named Sue. And one of those really did break my heart. I mean, really. And we're going to talk about that story in a little bit. But so when if I was going to start talking about broken hearts, you know, naturally I had to think about my own. So the first song was that. And then... You might notice the Bee Gees, right, with this phenomenal song that was their, you know, intro into the United States, huge hit, you know, How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? Now, there, you're going to hear this in a bump in the second part, because the music's all part of the way that I worship God, but there's a line in that song that is, like, phenomenal. And it says, simply, how can you mend a broken heart? Of course, they say that. And he says, how can you mend my broken heart so I can live again, right? And then you follow by that, by footloose. Well, how does that go together, right? Well, we're talking about binding and loosing. And so, you know, we got a picture 
King David in Psalm 119, 32, a fabulous verse, one that I just think about all the time. It says, I will run in the path of your commandments when you enlarge my, what? My heart. So binding and loosing Isaiah style. So this week, I listened to the Wild at Heart podcast, which I often do on Monday because it's when it comes out. And the, the title of this podcast, which it's there, ChristianCarGuy.com, if you want to go listen, is Time to Get Honest About Our Ambivalence. Now, my first challenge was I had no clue what ambivalence meant. <laughs> Not a car salesman word, you know, just saying. <laughs> so I went to the dictionary and found out that that word means, like, conflict, conflicted, like, and so what's the ambivalence they were talking about? It's time to get honest about our ambivalence. And the ambivalence they're talking about is Jesus's return. Like, you know, a big part of our theology is Jesus is coming back. And are you conflicted about that? Is that what I want Jesus to come back like right this very second? Or would my heart want to make a few phone calls first? <laughs> you know, I've got some arrangements I need to make. Of course, Honestly, when I was thinking about that, one of my one of the biggest was my own kids. Like, you know, is everything good here? Because we, we want to make sure that we all make it. I got so many people that I just would want to check in with, say it's coming, like right this second. So I spent a great deal of time praying and studying because I knew I just really needed to get my heart right with this because it's clearly going to be okay when he comes back. I mean, it's just going to be, but my mind says that, but my heart, you know, I got to get that figured out. So I figured that you know, one of the main passages here was in Matthew 16, right? But the more I studied the passage, the more I could see I really didn't understand what these keys were, right? And and so in that passage, what's happened is Peter has said, oh, you are the Son of God. You know, who do you say I am? And Jesus says, I'm the Son of God. And of course, Jesus says, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. But then he says, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, and I will give unto thee the keys. In other words, here come the keys. To the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So I went, oh, good. So this looks like you know, this could be really strategic for my need to get my heart right. So I took a deep dive into those words, binding and loosing. I studied, of course, the Greek and the Hebrew and the Septuagint and all other things I could find to study, looked at commentary. I did this for two days, and I was just coming up with a sense that there's a whole lot here that I really, really need, but somehow or another I'm missing out. And then that all changed. I did a radio interview last Wednesday. And one of the phenomenal treats that God has provided to me is to host another show with a team that rescues people from human trafficking around the world. The show is called Lantern Rescue. And this week, I was speaking with Mark, the team's leader, and he was telling me how they went to rescue girls from sex slavery. And often, when they went to rescue these girls, they would go into shock. I mean, physically sh go into shock. And he described about this one girl, it was about 15, and after they got her out and they're in the escape van, like trying to get away, she begins to shake so violently that they had to pull over the getaway van and get her out and wrap her in a blanket. And he said he was actually about to give her an IV. She was in such bad shape. Well, good news is 
you know, they, they got her straightened out. They got her stabilized and she was okay. But, and Mark, you know, beautifully described the smile that appeared on her face a few days later as her broken heart was mending so that she could be set free. So the next morning, I'm continuing to study my Matthew 16 passage, right? And the Holy Spirit reminded me of the 15-year-old with a broken heart. And all of a sudden, Isaiah 61 about jumps out of the Bible at me, right? Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up, here comes the binding, the brokenhearted. Huh. Had you ever thought about that with Matthew 16? Is you can What you bind will be bound in heaven? Is he going to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those that are bound? And I saw, wow, that this is what's happened to this girl is they wrapped her in this blanket, right? They were binding up her broken heart. And then she could be set free. Like, oh, my goodness. So I pictured it like... My wife loves babies. She just loves babies. And I learned early on when my kids were born how you swaddle them, right? There's a special way that you wrap that blanket in order to get them to feel loved and comfort. Like you got to bind up their little broken hearts to some extent as they're, you know, not comfortable being out of the womb. And so as I began to think through that, like Jesus has done that for me in so many, many, many ways. But one of the ways that he does that with other people, right? That he binds up my broken heart. And I think this is clearly one of the keys to the kingdom because it has meant so much to my broken heart and being set free and to run in the path that, 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 that David has given me is obviously my family as a community and or other grace-based communities. Like grace meaning I'm their favorite. <laughs> so this is a community, right, where I can completely be myself, share my worst stuff, and they will still wrap me up in their love, whether that's my family or, in my case, I have a band of brothers, right? And that band of brothers, I can share all the stuff that's just really my struggles in life. And... and they can speak truth to me, and because I don't suspect their motives, I can begin to see that truth, break the agreements that I've made with the lives of Satan that are keeping me captive, and oh, by all means, love one another is a key to the kingdom. So we got some really cool stuff. We're going to want you to call in with who you may want to bind and who you may want to set free behind their little heart at 866-348-7884 we got so much more christian car guy show coming up you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com Today's Christian Car Guys show, Binding and Loosing, Isaiah Style. So, 
you might tell I'm by myself today, so I really, really need your help in that, uh, you know, I need, I need your, I guess, you know, not often do we ask you to actually share, share something where it's going to require a little bit of you, but I'm going to ask you to do that today, that, you know, what a neat opportunity we have in front of us that God has literally given us the keys to the T-Bird, okay? We have the keys to the Corvette. We, ha- we have these keys. And we can, me and you, we, we can bind up some brokenhearted people and we can ask God to set them free. In other words, we have some keys that these keys are to the kingdom. And so is there somebody in your life that, like, if Jesus were coming, like, when you snapped your finger, you would be concerned about that? Can we pray with with you for that? Would you call us? 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four. Truth. I'd be honored. I really would to see if we could, you and me, um, pray that Jesus would bind up their broken heart and set them free. I mean, He was anointed to do that, and He said here that we're going to be given the keys, right, to the to the Cadillac, whatever you want to say. And this is our opportunity. I know it requires a little bit to do that, to call me, and it takes some courage, and I've been praying that God would give you courage to call me, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So when you think about this, you know, broken heart situation, it's an interesting thing, right? I start off by saying, if you heard Dion in the beginning talking about Runaround Sue, well, as it turned out that that broken heart in my life had so much that ended up happening to me that God redeemed in such miraculous ways. I can't even begin to, to sh- <laughs> what I take the whole show just to tell all the stories that were con- connected to it. But Sue Truesdale was my girlfriend at this point in time. I was about a junior in high school and I was on the basketball team and my point guard if i was if you knew me i'm six foot five and so you would probably not be surprised i played center and if as a center you may know that it's that tall i had no ability to dribble (laughs) so the only way i was going to get the ball anywhere near the basket was if the point guard somehow or another got it to me okay that was that was the only way i could score and so my point guard's name was brian youngkin and because of this relationship that we had we were very 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 close very good friends so on my 16th birthday, interestingly, with Sue Truesdale, I had a date. And my father had given me, because he was a car dealer, a brand new, beautiful, pure Cardan Javelin that had these seats. Let me tell you, it was just gorgeous. And I was so excited to go out with Sue. So I pull up in her driveway. And as I'm pulling up in her driveway, guess who else is walking up the driveway? Brian Youngkin, my point guard. We're at the front door, Bethany. No. Yes. No. I'm like, Brian, what are you doing here? And he yeah. goes, I'm here to take Sue out. And I said, so am I. No. It's my birthday. I mean, really? You know? And, of course, she comes to the door and out goes run around Sue. <laughs> now. Robbie. I know. my heart, Robbie. It was, my heart was broken. My heart's broken. <laughs> Right, so Man, you lost a friend and a girlfriend, and I actually almost lost my life that night because oh, it gets worse. I 
went home totally depressed, like you might imagine, heartbroken. This can't possibly be happening. And, and take an entire bottle of Somonix. Seriously. Oh, Don't do this at home, please. No. Please, nobody. So I am actually so scared that I never fall asleep that night because I'm thinking I'm dying, you know, and I'm, I'm upset. It was a bad night. But I just went to school the next day in a really weird, you know, state of mind because the Somonix had, you know, just kind of fried my brain and. But honestly, even though I remembered the the Salmonex interest in uh, story, so to speak, later on into my life, now I went to a boot camp, you know, about ten years ago, and I was remembering the Salmonex thing, but I couldn't remember the Sue Truesdale story to save my life. And so we were, um, you know, trying to get at our woundedness so Jesus could bind up our broken hearts. And there's this wound talk, and then there's this new name talk. And so when I was thinking about it, it just can't be normal that I tried to kill myself, but I could not remember for the life of me why I would try to do that. I couldn't remember the story about Sue. (laughs) I couldn't remember. I knew I'd attempted the suicide. But, wow. On my way home night that night, I was asking Jesus, based on another talk that we had about what my new name was, and he said, I call you faithful. And so I started to think about, gee, if you call me faithful, how would Satan attack faithful? And I, and I was, because somebody had told me that Satan would be coming after your glory your whole life. And, and so I was sitting there going, well, if my name is faithful, Jesus, then how would I attack faithful if I was Satan? I would attack, attack it with betrayal. And as soon as I said that, immediately in my mind, I saw Sue Truesdale's face. <laughs> And you know what? Once that got back out in the light, Jesus could wrap me in that blanket and begin to bind up my broken heart and set me free from what had happened. Now, there's more to that story, but maybe you'll hear that later in the Masculine Journey. But we got Geneva is in Durham, is willing to share. I'm so excited that you're calling in, Geneva. You're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am so wonderful. So have you got somebody that we can we can pray for? My husband, Abdul Farrakhan, um, just just refused to um, follow God and to solely submit to the Lord. I'm a Christian woman. We've been married, uh, going on 14 years, but separated for three. Um, oh wow! Talked talked about reconciliation. Started. Uh, Geneva, I hate, to, I hate to cut you off. We, we've yeah. got to go to a break. Will you please, please, please stay with me so we can pray for him on the other side and get the rest of the story? Is that okay? Perfect. All right. Well, we'll be right back with more Binding and Loosing with Geneva. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Bye. 
Binding and unloosing Isaiah style, and you may even recognize that as Isaiah 61. Matt Marr, phenomenal song, and we have another part of that song coming up in the last segment, so you're going to get to hear that. But meanwhile, Geneva just called in, and, and I'm actually um, so honored that, that, that you would call us, Geneva, and we'd have the privilege to pray with you. Her husband, Abdul Farrakhan, um, okay. is they're separated, and... And he still hasn't accepted the Lord. Hasn't accepted the Lord, and now uh, we were planning reconciliation since January 8th, and one month we're on, we're going to go, and then the next two weeks he's changed his mind, so he has an outside interest, there's an outside person that he's been seeing, and I believe in God to demolish it and erase that person and cut them off from my husband so that he can be redirected. We had a rough marriage uh, a lot of um, back and forth, a lot of domestic violence. Uh, that's what he's talking about. Um, I had to have him removed from the home because his behavior just was unbecoming and not acceptable. He won't let that go. Uh, so I just need him to uh, forgive and know that it takes two to make a successful marriage or a failing marriage. And I've been born again a long time, and so uh, last week he told me it's over again, and we were making plans to reconcile and to c- consolidate our resources. And So I'm torn, and I'm bruised, and I'm trusting God for a miracle. I pledged my marriage to the Lord, and it was going fine for a few weeks, as I said, off and on for the last few months, counseling on our, my pastor, and, and then it changed. He sent me a text one morning and said he decided not to reconcile the marriage, so I am broken and bruised. Well, you are also phenomenally I mean, courageous. He had the heart of the yeah, he, he yeah. That well, um, being with someone else is not lawful. If you're still married, we're married. We're not divorced, and he's involved in someone else. So I've been praying and seeking God, and and binding and loosing to some strongholds I have. So um, well, it takes well, a lot for me to call in. I'm 75 years old, and I've been walking with the Lord a long time. Oh wow, um, that is a beautiful. Long time, and um, when we did get together some years ago, he was not strong in the Lord, but he started seeking the Lord, and it just has not worked. And it, we're working. Is it all right if we go ahead and pray now, Geneva? Please do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Geneva. Thank you for her courage, and thank you that she knows you and has some way to to stand up under this phenomenal discouragement that's going on in her life. And and Lord, if we could just all listening right now, just all of us, just wrap Geneva in that blanket of your love. Wrap her husband, Abdul. He has a clearly a very, very broken heart, and a lot has gone on, and, and, and Lord, he needs you desperately, and we ask that you would send in people into his life that would be a good influence, not a bad influence, that you would, in fact, find people that where he would feel completely safe to get his heart Right, that he would see, <clears throat> he'd have eyes to see that he has Geneva waiting anxiously to love him with the love of the Lord and 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 to care for him in his broken heart. I pray that that we all could bind him in your love, and 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 that you would protect him from all those things that are coming after him. That you would protect Geneva, and we ask that you would help him to reject the lies that you aren't the answer, that Geneva's not the answer, and that there is any other answer other than you. We pray that, 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 
the Holy Spirit would get a hold of him and get him this message. And Lord, I thank you for a chance to pray with Geneva. I thank you for her courage, and I thank you for your love to give us all this opportunity to speak into this 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 wonderful lady's life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Geneva, can I tell you a story that encourages me a lot along these lines? Um, a week ago, I had, or it was two weeks ago, I had a, a prison um, ministry on, and one of the prisoners was there, and, and I asked him, because I knew he had led a lot of people to Christ in prison, which person was there ever somebody that you just knew there's no way in the world this person could ever come to Christ? And he went to talk about this man that was a Muslim, and he had killed 10 people to get into prison, and then he'd proceeded to kill some of the guards. And so they'd put him in like super-duper, you know, solitary confinement. And he was down in like this hole in the prison because everybody was afraid of him. And this pastor began to pray for him and began to come every day and drop off literature, Bible studies, things like that in his room. And when he would do that, of course, the prisoner would scream at him, yell him, tell him he was going to kill him and, you know, all sorts of threats. And why would you do such stupid things, you know? And every day the, the pastor faithfully bound this man in Jesus' love and this didn't go on for a year. It, what I remember, it, it was like 10 years. Amazing. One day, the prisoner says, can I go to church? Now, this guy was like a beast, like, you know, six foot five, 300 pounds, did push-ups and sit-ups in solitary every day. So he was like, everybody was terrified of this guy. Like, And he's coming to church and everybody's, <laughs> you could picture this scene, right, of all these people like... We don't want to get next to that guy. And then, I mean, the guy gives his heart to Christ. And although he's in prison for life, in that prison system in the state where this man is, which I think is in Pennsylvania, every time somebody comes into that prison system, you know where they put him in? They put him first with this guy in that cell who has led hundreds to Jesus. And so that gives me faith. Like, I know there's people in my life that I've been asking for years. I've been trying to love on them and whatever. And I am, believe me, and I hope a lot of people listening are going to put Abdul on our prayer list, and put you there as well, Geneva. I can't be, begin to tell you how grateful I am for your call today. purchase material for us, the power of prayer to change your marriage, all kinds of prayer books for us to read and discuss, and sometimes he did, but most of the times he didn't read, and he would be honest, no, I didn't read, I said, well, this would be a situation, so I'm still standing, and I'm believing God for miracles, because I am a miracle. And yeah. God bless you. Thank you, thank you so much. Ministry for... and yeah. God is put on your heart and your soul continue to pour into others and pray that he will replenish you for all that you give out and I do listen to you periodically I thank God for this time I do too, I do too you have a wonderful morning God bless it takes a, take a lot for me I'm, I'm an 
an adult, mature Christian, for me to call in, that's not what I do. I understand. That's that's how one I am. But I would ask, if Abdul turns around and, and, and you guys... You know, I would love, love, love to hear that phone call um, someday as, as we're praying that God will answer our prayers. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting. I know. Angry at times and sad at others and rejoicing at other times. Uh, because the back and forth and yes, we're going to reconcile and yes, we're going to go forward and yes, we're good together and then no, it's not going to work. So. But I know God. He's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. And my life belongs to him. So I'm thanking him in advance for what he's just going to do. And I thank him for you. Thank you for taking my call this morning. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Ministry. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, You may have such a story, and we want to get to that, 866-348-7884. We want to be able to pray with you. We have... Sarah Linda's in Washington. Sarah Linda, you're on yeah. the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. I I I just was told I'm so blessed with you all. <laughs> yeah, but right now I right now we're we're needing we're needing a victory, and uh, and that uh, uh, and I keep saying faith is the victory. And you were speaking about being faithful. Uh, I had well, I had a victory with cancer 25 years ago. My blood count went from uh, uh, 1,500 to 6,000 in an instant by everyone's prayers. It was just the last ending of all my, uh, you know, what you go through with chemo and stuff. But now I'm asking, praying for the Lord to have a victory in my granddaughter's life. Uh, Sarah Linda, I hate to cut you off because I know we've talked with. About your granddaughter before and we're going to come back and pray with you about that can you hang on through the break for us yeah. okay i'm so glad you called early so we could get to this we want to pray for your granddaughter we'll be right back with sarah linda and her granddaughter looking forward to your call 866-348-7884 you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com Today's show, Binding and Loosing, Isaiah style. And as we were talking about binding, I don't want you to miss Matt Marr's song, which is based on Isaiah 61. He's quoting Isaiah 61.10, where he says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he had clothed me with garments of salvation. In other words, (laughs) he has bound me up in that blanket and covered me with a robe of righteousness. 
as a bridegroom decketh herself with ornaments and a bride adorneth herself with jewels. And so we have an opportunity right now with Sarah Linda to bathe her granddaughter, who we know is struggling. She's actually in the hospital, and she had a, a stem cell transplant or something, Sarah Linda? Well, she had a stem cell transplant uh, uh, eight eight years ago, and then she was free for six years. And then this, uh, there was hidden uh, leukemia cells from the earlier that had been hidden there uh, when they, well, anyway, that, that surfaced, and it's been battled ever since for two years. And, and uh, this beginning of this year, well, she's been in the hospital back and forth and got a, an infection and then battled that and so on. But now she's in the cancer care. It's been she's been there, uh, 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 getting uh, uh, radiation and chemo, and there, and it's not, it is not looking good. And uh, but uh, God, my words this when you said faithful this morning about being uh, fa- that that you had that faithfulness and. You know, that's what carried you through, actually, when you had a broken heart. And I'm praying for, well, for for her family. I mean, mine, I'm part of the family. But I'm praying also for the young man that fell in love with her during the time that she was, but they fell in love with each other. And I'm praying for him. I'm praying for uh, her, her dad that... That, that, and I heard in the, uh, when I'm waiting, I heard a sir, uh, pastor speaking, it, but gave, it, God, it gives us power uh, and in, in, in the situations. And, and then I remembered that, you know, the song, there is power in the blood of the lamb. And oh, yeah. as you're saying, talking about being clothed with righteousness, well, we are covered by his life, which is that resurrection life. And so I just, yeah, that faith is our victory, uh, but it's God's faith in his purpose. So sometimes we don't always understand what the purpose will be. I'm praying for the miracle, but there are always, if, if it is for it in spite of all these things, uh, we still know that God. It's we we pray. God, I believe, help thou mine unbelief, and I'm praying for uh, everyone involved. What's, what's, I pray especially for that miracle. miracle what's what's your her, granddaughter's name, Sarah? Erica. E R I K A. Erica. Well, let's you and I just pray real quick. How you know? Because that's just. This is our opportunity, and I'm so grateful that you gave me opportunity because that you, you've been so faithful yourself to listen and, and 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 be such a supporter of this ministry. So, Jesus, thank you for Sarah Linda again her courage to call in as she often does. But in this case, um, all our hearts are breaking as we're thinking about the pain and struggles of of what Erica has gone through with this battle against leukemia. Lord, we do pray that you would just wrap her in your love, and if that includes a healing, we will rejoice and glorify you with that. But wrap her family, her father, her the boy that's in love with her, um, you know, Sarah Linda, all those that, that are touched by this. We pray that, that, that you would 
give them a sense that you're with them in this. No matter what happens, no matter what the outcome is, that in your presence is fullness of joy and somehow that works. We're not sure how, but we thank you for family. We thank you for the life that we've had to share with Erica and thank you that everybody listening right now can take part in this, um, in this prayer for her, that you would set her free, whatever that looks like, free from cancer or free in heaven. Um, we trust you that you're not going to make a mistake, that, that you, you've got this right where it's supposed to be, and that you will love everybody uh, in this time. And we're so grateful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, as you always, I, I, I love it. I've got Lisa also i got to get to pray with real quick, and it's the last segment. So, Sarah, i got to run, but I will be praying for Erica. It's on my list. Okay. All right. God bless. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. We have Erica also in Washington. And um, excuse me, we have Lisa is in Washington. You got her? Yeah. Lisa, are you with Yes. Yes, I'm here. Okay, can you tell me real quick, because we don't have a lot of time. Right. Well, I, I'm, um, okay, anyway, I, I'm glad you gave, gave you a number another time so I could write it down so I could call you. I have a care, caregiver myself, and, and she, she told me in her, in her family circles, there's two, two in this family, many children, but two boys drowned. Um, this this week, um, she had two boys drowned. Drowned, fourteen, fourteen and sixteen years old sons. One went to the water, and the other one went to help help him. And both both of them drowned. Oh my goodness! They did not know how to swim, and their mother had told them not to go to the water. But 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 they did, and then they drowned. And oh. now the funeral funeral is on, on going on now. What is what is her name, Lisa? Well, my my uh, caregiver's name is Fatima. Fat, Fatima. Okay. Well, I've got a only a minute, so I'm going to get right to it. Jesus, thank you for Lisa. Thank you for her courage to call in, and thank you for Fatima and a chance to pray with her in, in an unbelievable time. Lord, as, as Job would only know, I guess what it would be like to lose two children in the same day. Lord, we pray that you would absolutely cover her in your love and your grace and help her to feel you with her through what a time that none of us could really even begin to, to think. We thank you for a chance to pray with Fatima, ask that you would be with her, with her family, and that somehow they would see you in all this. Um, in Jesus' name, again, I thank you for Lisa's call. I pray. Yes, Lord. this is your opportunity. Um, our heavenly, heavenly Father, Lord, we just ask that you send him angels. Oh. Tell, tell about Jesus. Tell yes, about Jesus. I hate to cut you off, Lisa. I'm so sorry, but thank you. I also got to tell you that Amy Cabo is coming up at 1 o'clock on most of the Truth Network stations. That you want to, don't want to miss that. They're going to be talking about PTSD with Kazi Hassan. And you can call in. That'll be a live show at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Truth Network. And other places in their podcast. It's called The Cure. You don't want to miss that. But this week, as you think about our opportunity to wrap other people in Jesus' love, think about Vice President Biden. Think about President Trump. Both people 
clearly need our prayers. Everybody's trying to demonize both of them. And if there was ever a time to pray for this country and pray, maybe one of you think one of those people is your enemy. we got to pray, cover people in your love. Well, thank you for listening to The Christian Car Guy Show. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.